Good afternoon and welcome to Open Air and good afternoon Ashwini. Hey Michael. Hi Ashwini. Great to be here practicing and I'm really enjoying the, the uh, email class also. So I just mm -hmm. wanted to say a big thanks for that. It's great. We're going to all kinds of deep places, aren't we, Michael? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's a great privilege. It's a great privilege. And I have announcements here. Great. Conditioned mind works overtime to stop us from keeping commitments, no matter how big or small they are. The Keeping Commitments Buddy Program, starting April 15th, pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support in practicing with our commitments. Reflective listening buddies is a powerful support for practicing awareness, requiring participants to show up and be present every week for 30 minutes. This popular program begins a new quarter, April 15th. And for these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. And a few reminders for today's show. If you'd like to get in the queue to talk with Ashwini, please press star six and then one to make a show. And a conversation on one topic in about five minutes is great. Okay, Ashwini, I think we're ready here. Excellent. All right. First caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hey, Ashwini and Michael, it's Jeff in North Carolina. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey. That's <laughs> funny. I was, I, it was just uh, there was a little conversation that went through my head that if, if I got unmuted, I would say, I'm, I, I don't have anything that I'm planning to talk about. I'm just kind of doing cue practice, and um, which is... Yeah, anyway, so that's uh that's uh where we are. So Well, as Michael started us off on this show, um we're here together practicing. We're yeah, practicing it really is something. true. It is true. It is true. Um and there's tons of stuff to talk about. Um I um I was talking today on uh with my my reflective listening buddies call about this thing that's going, been going on for decades, really, which is this whole focus of too much to do, not enough time, you know. And, um, and I was just looking at it again. Um, it's funny, as I talk about it, there's shame because it's been, the story has been going on way too long. Um, and, uh, but watching that, and, um, you know, just looking at, I mean, I can just practice with it. I could practice with it by looking at, well, you know, just paying attention to what's going on there. Um, and uh, it also occurred to me that I could practice with it by um, doing some things, uh, to, you know, uh, to a lower standard or because uh, I, I suspect, even though I don't really see those standards very clearly, that that is that it very possibly is the big issue that um, there are uh, wanting to do everything well in quotes is um, 
the cause of a lot of that experience of feeling there's uh-huh. too much to do and not enough time. So let me just reflect, Jeff, and then let's unpack that because there's so much in what sure. you said, right? So the process that you're looking at is this well-worn groove of uh, the story being, I mean, the suffering being too much to do and not enough time to do it, followed by the self-hate of, well, you've been working with this forever, so how come you're not any further along? And then mm. that, being, that being one part of the, of the process piece, right? And watching that, and also exploring um, how on a content level, there might be some ways that you could work with it, but on a process level, sort of getting to what's underneath that is being a, a set of implied standards that is contributing to the experience. Yeah? Yeah, I, uh, it, that really, I, um, you know, has been suggested to me uh, by various uh, other people. I don't, I don't know how clearly I would have seen that myself, even with it going on for as long as it has, um, because I've just, I've tended to be- believe those. Um, but um, because it's been suggested fairly often, um, you know, there's, it, it, it's, and, and seeing that other people don't operate, most other people don't operate in that same way, um, that, uh, oh, you know, this, this might be uh, central to what's going on. Uh-huh. Be- because, so, because, because to they, me, to, go ahead. yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, no, go ahead. Well, just the last thing was because it, it, can, it can just, I, 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 can, I can be, I, I, I tend to be identified enough with that whole process to just think this is what has to happen, what is just uh-huh. reasonable. Uh-huh. So, so, it's, so again, to, a process reflection of that is within the identification uh, you, you, the experience is just simply this is what I have to do and I, I don't have enough time to do it. And it has to be done in this particular way. And so within the identification, there's a total belief in what the, uh, what the story is, which it tends to be for all of us, right? And so when mm. there's an external reflection that says, well, maybe not, or if you, if you look at it in a, in a different way, perhaps not everybody has sort of has the same behavior, then it opens the door for another way of being. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you, you know, Jeff, I think part of, I, I don't know this, but since we're, we're looking at it from a practice lens, perhaps a, a very radical way of looking at it is to drop the content orientation completely. Because what I hear, what I'm hearing you say is, because what I'm hearing you say is, okay, so there's a story of too much uh, to do and not enough time, maintenance of standards, standards don't have to be maintained, so you could do this differently. Which, if we're looking at it from a problem-solving perspective, is one way to go because I want mm-hmm. to alter the experience or I want to alter the behavior or everything else. But if my, my practice is to be present, 
then at some level we don't have to we, – we, the very fact that you can notice a story or notice a standard or notice a behavior allows you to stay in the noticing rather than solving the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise we tend to get into that orientation of there needs to, there's something is still wrong that needs to be fixed. And if you could do it with your head held this way or, you know, reprogram this way or whatever else, I mean, it may be completely true that you're being set up for a whole bunch of things that you don't have to attend to. But I, I would project that having been around in practice for, for as long as you have, it's completely possible to, to know that when I'm in this moment, overwhelm or too much to do or suffering is not my experience. Because in this moment, there is only this moment to attend to. Everything that's too much to do is in, a, is, is in the story. Mm. So if I drop the story, mm. that is, the, that is mm. really the only way to solve that problem because it solves mm. the story rather than mm-hmm. solves the problem within the story, which is what we get mm-hmm. hooked into all the time. Mm-hmm. If I can arrange the environment, the circumstances, the to-do list, the job, uh, the job tasks, uh, even the standards that I, I, I work on. Well, I mean, if you drop your standards, do you think the voices are going to give up uh, creaming you? for If, they, if you're doing a, a fabulous job, and you still are not meeting the standards, if you do a crappier job, are they going to stop haranguing you for it? No. Mm. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think I'm getting what you're saying, uh, at least in part. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, wow. That, that, yeah, I I'm, I'm just was, was listening to you um, uh, just, again, in my words, rather than trying to solve the problem, which would be from the head. I was looking at yes. it as you, it, it, it would be from the head. It would be with conditioned mind, trying to figure out a solution to this problem that was created by conditioned mind. Um, okay. And instead, yeah, so instead, to drop, to drop the conversation. Right. And... Yes. And in the, um, feel free to break in any time. Um, but in, but what, I, what I'm seeing, is, I mean, it was just, I don't know, I don't know how clearly I, this, I'm articulating it, but, but what, but when, what, um, it just, there, so there is no problem and I'm just present and, it's <laughs> just, you know, I mean, and, and the, the story of the problem might come back a moment later. It might not. But if I'm just keep dropping it, then I'm, I'm, I'm putting attention in the, you know, in the moment and, and the there is no problem in life is living instead of continuing to feed that conversation and that problem, in quotes. That's exactly right. So as you pointed out, there is no problem. If you're not within the story, if you haven't believed, you haven't bought that there's a problem and you're attempting to solve it because the solution is also, as you said, in the head. It's a, it's, there is no problem, but because there is a problem in the story, then there is a protagonist attempting to solve the problem within the story, right? 
But if you drop the conversation and you're present, then the attention is on what needs to be attended to in the moment. So if what you're doing is happening to be, I don't know, I know you're a teacher, you're grading papers, then that's all there is to do in the moment. It's grading papers. If you leave grading papers for, oh, and then I have to do the laundry, and then I have to do the presentation, and then I have to see what I have to do for the HOA meeting, and then I have to figure out my, my route to ha, 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 and then we're stopped attending to the papers, which is the only thing that's there in front of you to attend to, and gone off mm-hmm. into the story of everything that has to be done and, oh, you couldn't just take a shortcut on this one because the standard is this and whatever the conversation is. And the, and the beautiful thing about this, Jeff, is that when you're in the conversation, you drop it and get back to the papers. And then you get to – we don't even have to constantly drop the conversation because then I'm, all I'm required to do, okay, so the, I finished the last paper, and if I can stay here – Whatever's the next, oh, I'm hungry. Let me go fix food. Now, now my focus of attention is on fixing food. So there is a way in which you don't have the, it's not only about dropping the conversation because at a certain level, you just get to be here and then be here and then be here and then be here. You never have to leave and come back here uh, unless the conversation starts up again or you find yourself in a story. And so the only, only thing I was underlying for you there is when you're in the present, the present isn't a sort of blank moment where nothing is going on. There's something going on that life is asking you to attend to. And if you stay here, all you're doing is attending to what's going on. You never have to leave it. <laughs> right, right. So... Uh, yes, dropping the conversation when I'm aware of the conversation. This is what I'm hearing anyway. Uh, and then attending to the moment and attending to the moment and attending to the moment and attending to the moment. And that's right. Um, and then we're just, we've forgotten about the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another thing that occurs to me about it is, if, if that part of that, you, you will come, want to come in with these standards and these stories about how I can't be as organized as Ashwini and get as much done as, you know, she does or whomever. Um, and, but, but that's all just part of the conversation starting up again. Um, it, you know, it will, it does, it, all of that is just, it doesn't matter. So if I just dropping the whole standards about how much gets done and how much doesn't get done and, and any comparison and all of that and just not listen to any of it, because every part of it is part of the problem, in quotes. Even the solution is part of the problem. Yeah, not that there's a problem, but you know what I mean. It's all part of the yeah. suffering. It's all part of the maintain. It's all part of the system that maintains itself. And so... Yeah. In, you know, what you said, getting back into the moment and paying attention to the moment rather than any part of that conversation, including the standards and stories and all that. Exactly. And two things I think I want to underline with, with what you said, right, Jess? So the first one being that uh, any – so we tend to fall for the content. It's I think you said that earlier. You buy it, right? So the, mm. so you, so the conversation is about organization, and you suddenly go into – well, I'm not as organized as this person or whatever. But that, how do you know? 
how do you know if the person is really organized or does not have an interiority that's having the same conversation? Well, I can't believe Jeff, he gets so, so much done. Why can't I be like him? <laughs> Uh-huh. Right? We don't know what's yeah. going on for somebody else. It's a, it's a, it's a pro- ego projection. So as soon as mm. we buy into the content, because it seems to address the situation of the story, it's believable. So that's why the, the universal um, sort of guidance has dropped the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah, just because it seems to be about the topic doesn't mean it has anything to do with what's going on in, in, the, in life. It's just egos yes. telling us something that will fool us get, to get the attention yes. on it. Well, and the other yeah. part being that the, it, it, there's an assumption in that conversation about the person, right? That person is organized or this person is, uh, has some fabulous facility. Well, we never stop to consider how erroneous that assumption is. That person has nothing to do with anything. That personality isn't actually being, life is organized. I mean, just look at the way it's organized a tree or organized uh, symbiosis between uh, a fungi and algae or the complexity that life can handle in, in time and space and form and function. And so it, the, the, the conversation is talking about ego personalities being more or less organized, missing the, the point of it completely. If you let life, life, life is organized you, and through you life will organize the life that is you more perfectly than, than anything else, anywhere else. And so it's, it, even having that conversation is, is reinforcing the premise of a reality and a personality that isn't true. Yeah, right. Who, how would I yeah, know? Yeah, the only way you... Yeah, well, and the only way you can experience the effects of organization is by not being an identity at all. Now life can organize, and, all, and life is always organizing perfectly. Hmm. Am I aware of it? Can, am I letting it? Two different um, perspectives, which is why getting out of the conversation is the best thing. Then whatever life has organized for you, you're attending to, or life is attending to, and then it's just it's perfect because there isn't, an, it, there isn't another process that is entertained. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sounds exciting. It sounds exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Jeff. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. And Ashwini, what dropped in for me during that fabulous conversation is an analogy that I think we were talking about, perhaps it was in last year's year-long retreat, about conditioning giving me a box labeled my problem, and I readily accept it and go to work on trying to solve yes. the problem that is mine, of course, um, and never, never questioning, um, you know, being given the box in the first place. Instead of saying, uh, I don't know what this box is. It has nothing to do with me. So mm-hmm. it's fascinating. Yeah, it is totally fascinating. 
completely fascinating. Yes. And that's what we do in awareness, right? We become aware of the box that's been given to us. Previously, we're unconsciously just accepting all the boxes. Yes, yes, exactly. And Ashwini, we are going to go to Good News Update, and then we'll come back and talk with more callers. Great. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Okay, Jen, I'm going to turn it over to you for Good News Update. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. And welcome to Good News Updates with Living Compassion. I'm pleased to be joined this afternoon by Karen, who is here to speak with us about her experience of practicing with the most recent Musings article. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Jen. Happy to be here. Thanks for being with us. Yeah. Thank you. So, an absolutely beautiful article, as usual. Um, and I know you've been practicing with it, so maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you've seen as you've, done, as you've practiced with it. Yeah, well, I've seen a lot. It's hard to know where to begin um, because I, I think I have so many of these experiences. And, and even today, I've, I, um, I've been having a lot of the experiences that were in the Musings article. And... Mm. Um, and I just, I've been listening, I recorded it and I've been listening to it and all, but the, one of the ways and, that... Um, and Karen, can you, just briefly, can you tell us, give us an example or two, just for folks who may not have the full context, when you say, I've been having things like that, you know, been practicing with things like that, what would be an example or two in your life that you're pointing at? Well, um, Right now, I'm um, I'm home recovering from surgery, and I woke up this morning not not feeling well. And um, I think I initially felt well, but I think within maybe 30 minutes of getting up, I didn't feel well. And, gotcha. and so in the you know so there it is. There's that that movement yeah. from reading the day and. Oh, you know, I'm happy to get up. And that that movement from from sort of happiness to dissatisfaction, that instantaneous, like oh, and yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Okay, there there it is, there it is, yeah. and then and then working with that nagging, like okay, that nagging sense of um, well. The voice is saying something's wrong. This isn't going how it should. I should be feeling differently. Um, but, you know, just constant haranguing, and realizing I'm getting harangued by the voices, and, yeah. um, okay. and knowing that, you know, that this is just a circumstance right now. It's it's a circumstance, yeah. and knowing that yeah. I can't. I can't arrange the circumstances to be different right at this time. This is just what it is. This is part of life. This is part of recovery for me right now. And yeah. what do you do? You know, like, what do I do? Like, I've got, the, uh-huh. I've got, I've got the, the outside circumstance and I've got the internal um, yeah. voices and and it, it was not that easy to get out of. And I think that's a lot of you know, what the audience is pointing to for us. And okay. so 
Um, right. So that really parallel experience. So in the article, when he's talking about, you know, heading out for this beautiful Sunday morning walk, you know, this sense of worship, being out in nature and encountering lawnmowers, right? And weed eaters and that sort of thing. And it's a perfect parallel to what you're describing of, you know, waking up to this brand new day and then, you know, not feeling great. And so realizing that there's that level of it and that the real level where the suffering comes in is the internal. And so there are those two places. And even with seeing it, which as I I think you're pointing out is what so much the article is about, even in seeing that, that doesn't necessarily mean it automatically shifts. And so working with that. Yeah. Yeah. And just, Mm -hmm. um, I think she called it that habitual orientation of conditionality. You know, my routine this morning was so, it was so conditional. You know, right. like, okay, there's the pretty day, and I'm up, and I'm here, and there's, you yeah. know, that then all of a sudden this thing comes in, and it's like, okay, this is not okay. And, exactly. that, you know, it's so yeah. and, um And so just proceeding on. Um, and, mm. and I think she said, you know, usually we can't arrange our, arrange circumstances to, the way we want them to. I mean, usually we can't, you know, people right. know their bonds. We don't always realize that because yeah. there aren't always things we run into like that. Yeah. But you're, you're so right. The conditionality is sometimes invisible to us until we run into the condition, right? Because yeah. it could seem like, oh, beautiful day, you know, this is good. This is a open-hearted, you know, aware, present place. And not realizing the conditionality until you run into that conditional place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, the tip-off yeah. is <laughs> I'm all of a sudden, I'm all of a sudden in, oh, there's something wrong. This isn't going like I want right. to. You know, which is that because it's, because it's so conditional, it's built on me. You know, I need to wake up and feel good if I don't. Right. You know, or whatever condition people, you know, anyone would have, and and you know, and that 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 is the recipe for suffering. Any time, right. the conditions we have to have conditions a certain way or circumstances a certain way in order to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Suffering right there. Okay. Uh, so and and I have to say, I spent a fair amount of time this morning. Um, trying to figure out what was wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, mm-hmm. I just went right down the rabbit hole, and I knew, you know, I knew yep. that, yep. I knew, I knew that this, this is not an unusual experience since I had, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have this surgery, and I knew that this is just taking time, and I just, mm-hmm. and I don't need to go into that big what's wrong thing. And, um, but it was, you know, and it, it, and then it's that going on to say, okay, what do we do with this? Like, okay, here I am, and I I need to drop the conversation. I know, you know, I know I'm in my head. I know I've been triggered, and, and yet nothing seems to be working. And 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 um, and I I loved it, you know, like I the nuggets in this Musings article. And I, and I think she asked that question in a di- different wording, but, but what do you do when, um, 
when the mind is just going on and on and it's you know and the answer was I didn't ask I didn't I didn't articulate that the way she did in the article but I remember the answer is the mind is not the center of attention like she was once looking at well there's there are those times when I'm not in my mind like during facilitation or I, I don't remember her other you know she's maybe working out or you know uh, there are these times when that mind chatter isn't going on so um so what is the process at work there and and the answer i remember her saying was in the question um it's the mind attention and i mean that was huge that's going to have its own recording <laughs> the mind yeah. you know here i am having this experience yeah. well, the whole the my the internal chatter is the whole focus of where my attention is and yeah. it's not in anything except for suffering truly and and it sounds like Karen the way you're describing it that in having that realization that's what began to facilitate the shift a real I mean it's not dissimilar actually from that conversation that Jeff and Ashwini just had well, this whole thing is happening in the mind, including the, well, what do I do about this? How do I get out of this? And yeah. then that going to the musings article, that teaching there of, ah, the mind is not the center of attention. Ah. Yeah. 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 And, and um, you know, and that, that I really do get to see and experience in meditation um and i mean that really is when i can just slow down and and drop the conversations and you know and it doesn't have to just be in meditation that's for sure but i mean that's the practice and then we can apply it elsewhere in life but um but for me because i have some limitations at the moment it was in meditation and it was like oh thank you <laughs> you know just that <laughs> that relief of oh you know yeah. getting it to it's kind of sort of all just fall apart because it's just it's a structure that isn't real and yeah. um, just the relief of that and the gift of that and um yeah. you know yeah. yes oh i think i'm right with you and there was that that piece of it towards the end of the article that was so beautiful of essentially um, we settle for the um, for the identification with ego only through habit and ignorance, right? And that's what you're describing. Yeah. Like those grooves are so well worn. Yes. But that what's possible for us is to access all of what we are, and that seems like especially this year with this focus that we we have with this email class with the year long retreat that that's really what we're being invited to do you know through the musings article through all these different things yeah to to see that the mind is where all of this is living all of the suffering and so to practice accessing the all that we are which is what you're describing on the meditation cushion yeah yeah and to think yeah. um you know, before practice, I don't know that I knew there was an alternative. I that habitual yeah. groove yeah. of the mind, yeah, yeah, stories into the 
something's wrong mind and all that, that habitual groove that was there, that was that was what was available. And, you know, like there, Absolutely. I didn't realize that there were, you know, all these other ways to be. I mean, that's just like barely scratching the surface. And there's exactly because it leaves us, it leaves us in, squarely inside the mind. Yeah. Again, it's what it's what Jeff was describing, right? Yeah. Because if yeah. that's if that's all there is, then we do have to figure out ways to wake up and feel okay. We yeah. can't feel sick. We can't have too much to do. We can't have. We have to get it all lined up just right. That's our only shot at well-being. Yeah. But this realization that that's not me. That's the yeah. mind is, wow, it just blows it all wide open. Well, that that was really fun hearing what you said because where I went with that is that's the whole reason that control, that desire to control exists because because that's when you're you're just stuck with the voices, the only thing you can fix is externals. (laughs) You know, the only thing. Exactly, and you're sunk. Because it's yeah. never going to work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, and I don't know why this all brings me back to that. There was that prayer at the very beginning. And um, the Mary Oliver prayer. I mean, that Mary mm-hmm. Oliver poem about the prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. poem about praying. And I, I read that. So many times I loved that, and I, you know, mm. how, you know, a few words uh, together. It doesn't have; they don't have to be elaborate. That's not, it doesn't have to be anything yeah. or thought out. It can just be spontaneous and a simple prayer because it's really, it really is a doorway. And, yes, um, present. And I. Yeah. And it's, I mean, meditation reminds me of that, and um, and I and I just think even reading this musings article, it's it's a doorway into it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, into a a place where there is nothing wrong, where where um, where I don't have to suffer with because things aren't the way I want them to be. I mean, a lot of things aren't the way I want them to be. Exactly. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being with us this afternoon to talk about your experience. It was lovely to hear how you've been working with the article. They're always such a gift tonight. It's fun to get to hear from Sangha how folks work with them, so thank you for being with us to talk about that. Yeah, thank you, Jim. My pleasure. All right. Gasho. Gasho. And Michael, we'll turn the show back over to you in Ashwini. Wonderful. Thank you, Jen, and thank you, Karen. And welcome back to Open Air. And Ashwini, I found it fabulous that this idea that the mind is not the center of attention. That's just liberating. Amazing. <laughs> it is. And the fun thing for me, Michael, is once you get that, then it's all exploration because we get to find out everything else we are. Yes. Yes. Fabulous. The focus of the attention is not on solving the problem within an unsolvable space. <laughs> it's now an exploration, right? Yes. It's fabulous. Yeah. And we have another caller here. 
caller. You are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Stefania. Hi, Stefania. Hey, Stefania. Hi, Michael. Hi, Ashwini. Um, I actually missed uh, the first part, and uh, I was very intrigued. By I will listen to the other part uh, later. But I was very intrigued by what Michael said. That must have talked about it. You must have said it before, because basically, what I'm talking, what I like to um, explore today is anxiety um, and understanding how the mind does very weird things. Um, basically, in the past week. I usually have a very low blood pressure. In the past week, I've been having very, very high reading, and uh, I don't have any other symptoms. And uh, I, I realize how I'm uh, judgmental on the fact that I used. I'm a very healthy person. Why is this happening to me? And what is this? And what is not this? And oh, maybe I'm going to have a stroke. Maybe I'm going to have a heart attack. Or I've seen the doctor. And so they don't know. They say we we'll wait and see. But basically, I just realized how plus with what's going on in the world. Of course, I'm I'm just not sure if I can handle with my mind what's going on. And I don't know. Oh, that's what I use. Well, I I can answer. I can answer that question for you, Stefania. You can't handle with the mind anything, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you don't even have we don't even have to have the conversation about whether or not the mind can handle it because that's the mind having the conversation and the mind can handle it, right? Mm. I mean, what you're what you're reporting it. So you asked uh, you asked about the process of anxiety, and I think you just illustrated what the process of anxiety is, right? That conversation, the set of thoughts that get triggered and that get repeated over and over and over again, producing a particular sensation in the body. And, uh, and, and you're talking about what those thoughts are. Wait a second. How could, I, how could this be happening? I'm a healthy person. Well, I don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it is. The doctor doesn't know what it is. What, what is going to happen? And what's going to happen to the world with, with the, the, the tensions in Russia and Will I be able to do this or will I not be able to do this? When I repeat those thoughts, I could watch myself get wound up, right? Yeah. Because yeah. those thoughts are those, the very things that are being repeated in the mind as thoughts is what we label as anxiety. So what, yeah. when do I feel anxious? When do I feel worried? If I examine that, it's the same thought pattern gathering momentum. Because the first thought, you can't do anything about. But if you give the first thought some attention, now you have two thoughts, and there's a little bit more energy. And then you keep giving the mind attention, and there's a third thought, a fourth thought, a fifth thought. And then all of a sudden, the level of energy in the thought pattern is so much that it takes a tremendous amount of energy to shift your attention from it. So yes. when we live in that constant escalating, obsessive thinking those kinds of thoughts, right? So if you were thinking, wow, that flower smells so beautiful and isn't the sun warm on my face and uh, isn't the sky so blue and spacious, that is a different, I mean, that's a completely different experience than, oh my God, what's going to happen to the world? What's going to happen to me? Is, uh, am I going to have a stroke? I mean, 
the, uh, as Sherry just recently said in an interview, she used to be able to talk somebody into a total black depression in a couple of, in two minutes, and a total state of ecstatic happiness in two minutes. But that's because where is your, atten- your attention, quality of our lives, is, is determined by the focus of the attention. So as long as we're feeding the thoughts that are uh, of unpredictability, uncertainty, inadequacy, uh, not, not, uh, not knowing what's going on, but whatever is going on, it's going to be so bad that you can't handle it. That's what we label anxiety, right? Yes. And, uh, I mean, yes. So I, I, I'm, yes, I'm normally able to recognize that aspect. And I, again, probably, again, conditioning, I'm, um, I'm afraid, though, to, even if I look at the flower and I, right now I do that and I appreciate them, there's a, there's a, there's a voice, again, the, the, the ego voice probably they're saying, yes, but you're selfish because you're not worried for the people in Ukraine and you're not worried because you have the money to pay for gas for the people that instead of even worried that they might have to have gas that is even higher. And so there's a constant battle between, uh, you know, redirect your attention to something that is not terrible and again being um, guilty of not being so worried and trying to have a normal life. Yes, absolutely. And so I think I think this is a familiar process, right? We've talked about it before. Because yeah. the way the voices get you is, uh, and, and the, the equivalent expression, I, I think this is, Sherry often says, her te- I think she attributes this to a teacher, I don't know. But you have to learn to eat when there are people who are starving. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, yeah. because it's, a, it's a very spiritual place, Stefania. So let me talk about it at the level of what, how you can practice with it, but also the, the, the larger sort of spiritual context that we're asked to look at and which we're looking at in this email class, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it is true. We've established that the attention on the, the sort of um, negative uh, what's wrong kind of scenario spins up the energy of anxiety. So re- just redirecting the attention to the flower and say, oh, how beautiful you are, does not have as much energy as the fact that that thought pattern of anxiety has been fed so much energy. So it's like um, if you want to uh, move a pebble across the carpet, it doesn't take a lot of energy. But if you have a huge rock that you're trying to move across the floor, the amount of energy required to move that rock is several times what is required to move a pebble. Yeah. So if you are looking at a flower, you're, you're basically, your attention is generating the equivalent of the energy of the pebble. It's, it's nowhere close to the energy required to move a rock. Mm-hmm. And so... So we talked about this in, uh, in an open air with a, a previous caller, right? So if you, if you have to work with a rock, the level of redirecting of attention you're going to have to do and the level of attention you have to pay on something other than, on starving that other thought pattern has to be enormous. But what are we programmed to do? Oh, 
well, I have a rock to work with, but let me just attempt to deal with it with, a, with, with what I would use to deal with the pebble. And it's not working, and then what's wrong with that? Hmm. So, so basically, so if yeah. You lift, yeah. If you want to if you can only lift five pounds before I can lift 20, I have to become stronger. I mean, the, this, is, this is, you know, we, we have this experience in life all the time, but when it comes to spiritual, I mean, to opportunities like health or finance or relationship or whatever, it's like the amount of effort I'm willing to do to overcome the habit that I have fed for so long and the addiction that I have, I have fed for so long because I've been programmed to do that, it's not working. So there must be something wrong with what I'm doing rather than actually know the degree with which I have, I'm applying the practice tools or applying what I need to apply in this case is insufficient. So I have to double down, triple down, quadruple down on. I don't just have to talk to the flower for two minutes. I've got to pick up the recorder, pick up the recorder and pour every piece of love I have on this flower and on the bird because it's not about the flower and the bird. It's about the extent of energy I can, I can uh, generate in my feelings of gratitude and my experience of love and my depth of coming into the very core and essence of my being so that it is sufficient to move that rock. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. And, and here's the important thing. You can make that difference within you, right? You can actually shift your attention from uh, the, the, so the flower versus the, versus the anxiety around whatever's going on in your, you could redirect the attention. So what does the, what does the voice say? Oh, wait a second, Stefania. You you are somehow selfish because you're not carrying the you're you're not in 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 Russia being bombed. Yeah. So how can you be selfishly thinking about your blood pressure when you could go to a doctor where somebody else can't? Blah 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 blah. Yeah blah. yeah yeah. Right. Yeah. But here yeah. here is here's where the email class comes in. If what that assumes is. Everybody in this universe is not an aspect of existence having an awakening experience, having an awakening experience. So you want, you're not in Russia. You are here. This is the role, this is the life, this is the form of expression that you're living with your set of karma to work out. Mm -hmm. So instead of working out my karma, I'm giving all of my attention, and in some way, I'm furthering my karma by, by working, by attempting to, and that is the karma, right? That I'm attempting to solve, I, I tell, I'm feeling bad about a problem far away that I'm not actually having. Mm. Yeah. And feeding that rather than, in my the spiritual, exploring the spiritual practice of, I'm here on this plane of existence. I might have to grapple with how I can be all right, even if there's a circumstance out there that isn't all right. Mm -hmm. Because that is what I'm being asked to do. 
is to be all right with the circumstance I'm in. Mm-hmm. Not worry about and, and sort of give all of my energy and attention to necessarily uh, what some, what's happening to someone else. Mm-hmm. I've got this person to save. I can't save the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, isn't that presumptuous to think that I can? Maybe the world is saving itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a process. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, it's a process. What I mean is, is uh, yes, the, the, exactly. The, the theory is there, but at the same time, I hear so much resistance again. I hear a scream. I hear the yelling. Say what? <laughs> it's a, it's yeah. a, it's so yeah. yeah. Yes, intense. and it's good to see it, right, uh, Stefania? Because as you see it, you're in the process of grappling with it, right? So. To, to, for, for us to go, well, I, I actually want to turn my attention to the flower and give it all of the love that is possible from this form, and that actually is going to end suffering for me. And it's not selfish to end suffering for me while everyone else is suffering hmm. or while everyone else is also in that process of looking how to end suffering for themselves. Mm. It's an equal opportunity ending suffering situation. Mm. And so now I grapple with it. How do I, how do I reconcile, exactly as you said, exactly as Carol was pointing to, that, or as Sherry's teacher said, I get to eat. I get to be grateful to be the human being who eats. And I will be the person who's conscious enough never to take that for granted. And if I'm sitting on a plane next to somebody who can't afford to eat, maybe I will share my food. Because in that moment, life is asking me to, in this moment, when the food is in front of me, the the gift I'm being offered to is being present to and grateful for what nourishes me. That's what life is asking of me in this moment. If there's somebody next to me who also is who's hungry, then I get the, then life is asking me, can you consider the possibility of sharing what you've got to nourish them too? But there, there is a real situation in which attention is being asked of you in those two places. Uh. But we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, for lack of a better word, solve the problem we're given to solve. And that is part of the programming, right? It distracts us from being able to um, save the only life we have to save. And that does not mean, and we keep saying this, right? It does not mean that your heart can't be broken open at the suffering of people who are living in circumstances that are so horrific. Mm-hmm. Or that there is, or you have to grapple with, oh my God, uh, what is the world coming to? And and, and come to a state of well-being within circumstances, which is the spiritual quest. Uh. We don't lose sight of the objective, right? Uh. What am I here for? It's not to deny all these problems and challenges and difficulties exist, but to, be, to face it all. Yeah, 
it, yes, it's. Uh, I mean, it, it, I I go from a very few seconds of feeling like it's okay, whatever happened to to me, to um, no, that's that's absurd. You, you cannot not be worried about everything that is going on, one after the other, even if. I'm not even that close to any of those situations, like you said before. I mean, um, it, it, it's such a, yeah, basically I'm not sure if the brain is doing okay, basically. I'm trying to figure out if, uh, I mean, how to get out of the brain, because even when I look at the flower, I use something that I thought is my mind, you know what I mean? Even if I'm trying yeah. to get more into my eyes and sensation versus the brain. The, the mind in itself. Yes, and the answer is there's a little recorder and you can train to have that experience. Mm. Train okay. to redirect the attention. Yeah, the yeah. It's yeah. always the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and, and yeah, I've been doing the, the, the class with the reflecting, um, uh, the reflecting class with Jen just right now and uh, it it was good. It was good to feel that. And at the same time, again, as soon as I feel a little bit good, there's the whole huge opening of, no, you cannot feel good because you're mm-hmm. selfish if you do. So that's a, that's a funny thing, actually. It's funny well, um, and, and it's, experience. And, and I know we want to wrap this up, Stefania, Sorry, and see yes. if we could get at least another caller, but... But you know, you know what that is. So the, the answer is redirect attention, drop the conversation, don't buy the content. You know what it says. You know what it's going to say. You don't have to attend to it. Bring your attention back. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. I, I'll do more of that. But thank you. Thanks, Stefania. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Stefania. And that was fascinating, Ashwini. And I'm going to bring the next caller on. Okay. Next caller, you are now live on the air, and would you please introduce yourself? Hi, Michael and Ashwini. It's Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Hi. It's <laughs> this. It this show is making me wonder if there's some like universal energy that we're all mirroring each other tonight, or I guess mm-hmm. that's kind of how we always, always are is marrying each other. (laughs) I too am in this swimming in the same sea that everyone else is swimming in this evening. Mm -hmm. And would you say what sea it is, Tracy, that is in, that is in the particular for you? Yeah, I'm swimming in a sea of, um, there's a, there's something with my health that's arising and it's something that I've, had issues with for my whole life and and you know I do what I know to do and for a while it's not an issue at all and then it becomes an issue and I do what I know to do and it works but then it doesn't work and and so I've been recently noticing just frustration and this whole you were just um, talking about this like addictive sense of the addiction of when I know what I need to do and um, is it working and then it just feeds that kind of compulsive um, conditioned mind and it's so not helpful and I know it's not helpful 
Um, and what was really super helpful today is I've done a, you know, tons of um, of two-handed recording and and applying the in the email class, looking at divinity and like writing our little parables and like recording and listening about that and thinking how I am with other people and how I'm so mm-hmm. not that way with myself around this issue. Um, and so much is just about like just staying with it and, you know, having that opening to let's just see what, let's just, you know, like open it up to life to kind of offer. And which happened today, it was really interesting. I ended up being in a conversation with someone that it was one of those like, oh my gosh, thank you, life kind of conversations. Um, so yeah, so just the whole process of that addiction to want to figure it out and fix it and I don't want this and I'm frustrated and how that just closes everything down mm-hmm. and that, um, yeah, being in that place of dropping the conversation, mm-hmm. staying with and letting it be there, not from a denial place, which I know too, but a, I'm not exactly sure <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. anything. And yes. can that be okay? Because that's what it felt like I got from from the email class in in that place of of um, what I know, but I wasn't able to access it. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. Yes. Yes. And so, so many things about what you're saying, right, Tracy, because, there's the, it's the oscillation that we know. I mean, we, we all experience things that feel as if they're the same thing over and over and over again, right? So there's a quality of sameness. I have this issue. I do X. It goes away for a while. Issue resurfaces. I do X. It resurfaces, for, resurfaces. And they're suffering around it. I'm sorry. I forgot that step, right? Because it shouldn't be this way. It should have been fixed. Why am I having this experience all over again, right? So the first, the first process we notice is the sameness of it all is because of the conditioned, it's because of how ego looks at it, right? Because if I was in the moment, it wouldn't feel like I'm having the same experience. I'm not in the moment, mm. which is why it feels like an experience that I've had before because the, the, the continuity is maintained in the story. Oh, yes. If there wasn't a story that was being replayed, which had all of these components to it, and that's what I was attending to, how would I even know that it's happening again? It has to be main, the continuity of it that's happened before and it's happening again and I feel the same way and it should, it, I, I know what to do or I don't know what to do or I deny what I do. I mean, it's, it's a pattern, right? That's what I mean. It's a pattern. And the pattern just yeah. keeps repeating itself. But we know where patterns exist and where we experience sameness. It's not here. It's, it's not. It's, yeah, we don't experience sameness here. We experience sameness when we're not here. Because in the here, there's no pattern. There's just here, right? Yeah. And so, and so what you've trained yourself to do is notice the pattern and use the tools. So the two-handed recording or whatever else brings you to that place of there's only one thing to do in any moment is to be with the moment. 
Yeah. So however the content of that gets articulated in the two-handed recording, we always come back to, I don't know, because I don't know is a moment experience, because I can't predict in this moment, I only know this moment. I don't know what the next moment is. It's a very valid experience of the only thing, the only thing that feels so true is to be here now with whatever's going on. Yeah, and gosh, Shani, that's it. That's it. That's the. That's the part. That's the. That's the part. Um, oh, what's the word? Where? Where? I mean, it all kind. It all comes down to that. To that, it's being able to be with what it is, and and when ego's throwing a fit over how it doesn't like it. And that's where all, that's where it all, the, the juices. And I think that's why it was so helpful for me to go to the email assignment of, I can be with someone else when they're throwing a fit of how they don't like something mm-hmm. because it's not personal when, you know. And, yeah. and so it is just taking that, again, that it's just stepping back and it's not personal. And, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I want to point something important out in what you said, which was actually not accurate. The reason okay. you can be with someone when, you're, when someone is throwing a fit is because what you are is, authentic, is authenticity in that. Your presence, you're holding the space in which whatever anyone else's experiences is what, what you're present to, right? It's not, but you're yeah. connected to the authenticity that you are because yeah. there is a way in which when, when we're identified with ego, we think we're throwing the fit. And so when you are with, in the two-handed mm. recording, when you're with the human experience of having a hard time, what you're not is with ego throwing the fit. Because we're not required to be with ego throwing a fit. Yeah. We're only required to be with presence. And in presence, ego can throw a fit. Well, we can facilitate somebody who's super identified and bring them to their sense of their authenticity. And we can do that for ourselves. But we're not required to be with egocentric karmic conditioning self-hate at all. It can throw a fit all the time, but I'm not required to put up with ego's fit. But I can absolutely be 100% with a human being who's having a hard time. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a super important point, super important differentiation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the accurate, uh, accurate takeaway from your parable is simply that, right? As long as, as, there's, as long as there's a connection with the authenticity that you are, you can be with anything. And all of practice tools are simply the ability to become aware that I'm not, I'm not with that thou art my attention is on what I'm not, and I'm going to make the movement from what I'm not to what I am. And then however challenging the circumstances might be, I can even have a hard time. And yet it's held in that space of being with. Yeah, it all comes down to being held in that space of being with. Stay, 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 being with. Which is why the two-handed recording is such an important uh, exercise because it is the it is the framework that we can be with anything. 
We get to have yeah. our experience. We get to hold our experience. We get to comfort the person in that experience, and then we get to hold the projection that there was, we are the wisdom in that experience too. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I got unmuted. It's, it's amazing. I'm with um, the last caller, and sometimes when things go so well, then ego kicks up a fit. And that's what happened. And, and uh, yeah, I'm just super, super grateful to have the tools and to have been recorded because it feels really different now. <laughs> Good. And, and unfortunately, Tracy, we have to wrap up because we're at the end of the yeah. radio show, but I'm so glad you got through too. Yeah. Thank you, Shani. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Tracy, and thank you, Ashwini, and thank you, Sangha. It was a fabulous conversation. I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Michael. Go happy, everyone. Go happy.